today's purpose is to come in here and to receive from what the Lord is saying. As a group, we are more powerful together than we are alone. And where you are, God wants to meet your need. He wants to help you right where you are, to restore you, to deliver you. You may not know that, God. Well, that's what I want to deliver to you is good news. That if you will follow this path and follow this man, Jesus Christ, and his word and his spirit, you have got good things in front of you. That God has a great plan for your life. And we can be a Christian and be walking all along and we can get off track and get knocked off course and we start to forget who God is. Well, the purpose of today is to reveal to you who the Lord is. That, he, that as we were saying this morning, that nothing can separate you from his love. Sometimes you may feel like that you've been separated, but I want you to know there's no force on this earth that can separate you from that. Amen. There is good news. But also as we equip you, and as we start to get healthy in here as a body, as a family, that you get equipped to go out and to offer good news to others. That we go out of here like those locusts to go take over our city, to, to stop the demonic move over our city and over our nation and start moving according to the kingdom of God. That's the role of the church. Not to sit in here and just take it, but to go out as a force and take over. We are to take over the earth for Christ. Everybody say amen. amen. So, I want to ask you just in your heart, just to pray between you and the Lord. Lord, soften my heart that I might hear your word. Open my ears that I might hear you. Holy Spirit, we give you the right to speak. We open up our ears to hear you speak to us this morning. Speak in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all with me? All right, change. Life is all about change. We started last, uh, last week on this uh, kind of a brief, about a month-long series on transformation. From day one, from the moment you were born, you have began to change. Hair starts to grow. Stuff starts to happen. You start, your arms get longer. Your legs get longer. Um, lots of changes take place. I mean, the older I get, the more things continue to change. And some change I'd like to stop. Uh, my gray hair, my hair falling out, just to name a couple. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. That's why I stand up here. Those of you that are close to me can see my bald spot up here, but you can't see it now. I get, I get turned the right way to where you don't see. But I've got one. You still love me? What'd you say? Yeah, thanks. Thank you. That's another thing is you start to kind of lose your hearing. You only hear what you want to hear. And that was one of those that I did want to hear, so I stuck with it. What? What? Say it. We still love you. Okay, thank you. Transformation. Everybody say transformation. Church. From the day church was started, way back when, church has changed. Things change. We have to move to where our culture is. God said don't miss our culture. Hit our culture. He didn't say to go fish where there aren't fish. He said to go fish where there are fish. We've got a fish where they are. The fishermen thought they knew where they were, and Jesus said, you don't know where they are. And the fishermen were like, well, Jesus, you're not a fisherman, but okay, we didn't catch anything. Let's just go try what Jesus is saying. Tossed their nets out, got so much that their nets were breaking. Jesus knows his way will work. His word will prove true. But this transformation, as we look at it, not in a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense, it is a transformation of your mind. Everyone here, everyone needs transformation of the mind. 
None of us are on the level of God. We are moving toward that. We are to move toward that mind. The Word of God tells us that when we receive Christ, we receive His mind. We get the mind of Christ. We have the ability to think on His level. But that takes us changing from our thinking. Are you with me? So, what needs to change? Our mind, so that our thinking produces doing. And that thinking, that thinking produces right doing or righteous doing or doing according to the word of God. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Don't copy the behavior and custom of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. If you begin to let the transformation process take place in your mind, you will find the plan of God for your life. You will. I believe it's a promise. So where are we going? We're going to go back and look at this story again. It's not a story. It's a process. The process of the monarch, um, I want to say caterpillar, but butterfly. The process of the monarch butterfly. And I think that there is so much for us to see here for our own life. But I do want to kind of go, go ahead and give you the end at the beginning. The butterfly is you. That's the end process of you. Even though you may feel like the caterpillar, fat and wandering around and don't know where you're going, the end process, I want you to know that that process is God, is God showing through us. I look, I physically look like that cater caterpillar, but when I allow true transformation to take place, what you're going to see is God in me. Everyone here is a 10 in some area. Everyone here is that beautiful butterfly in some area. God has gifted you, only you, to be that butterfly where you are, right where you are. You don't have to be somewhere else. But that's where we're going is to that butterfly. Today we're looking at the caterpillar. But I want to slow down and go back to the egg and just tell you, what happened at the egg? If we were to go and look at ourselves at that egg stage, John chapter 15, verse 16 says, I chose you. You didn't choose me. I chose you. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That is a, um, how would I phrase that? It's a command. It's a promise for you. I chose you that you should bear fruit and your fruit should remain. I see that as a promise for you, a promise for me that I can stand on. And God doesn't do things at random. He has a plan both for you and for our church. God planned your birth before you were ever even conceived. Just as the prophet it says in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, it says, before I started to put together in your mother, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart as holy. I chose you to speak to the nations for me. You're not a mistake. It's not some random thing. And this morning, I was driving in thinking, okay, I'm, I'm talking about the caterpillar today, that phase of the caterpillar. And I'm really not giving any much data when it comes to that actual phase when it happens to the caterpillar. But something I learned this morning is that the caterpillar lays that egg on a leaf that the caterpillar, once is born, can eat. 
so that when that caterpillar comes out of that seed, is birthed as a caterpillar, it knows where to start. It eats that first, that first leaf that it's on. It's not random. God has positioned you, has placed you here on this time frame, timeline, on purpose, and has given you provision from day one to start eating and to start growing. You can see with, if I go back to the, uh, the monarch, I kind of think it's, let me just bring it back up. As you can see, the caterpillar just gets to eat and get fat and grow. Just gets to eat and get fat and grow. Doesn't have to do a whole lot of thinking, just has to eat and get fat and grow. But I want you to think about kind of some of your younger years. Those of you that are a little bit older, uh, maybe in college, maybe even longer, I want you to think about middle school and how awkward middle school was. Um, those of you that are older that might have some middle school kids, you know that awkward phase. Their hair is kind of jacked up. They don't know what to do with it. Some, our boys sometimes are starting to get a little bit of peach fuzz right here. They're not shaving, but it just looks weird. Girls have outgrown the boys, and they can't figure that out. You know, I've got three girls, and I've got tall girls. And sometimes it takes a little bit longer for the boys to catch up. Boys' voices are, it's just awkward. And then you see them interact together, and it's just weird. I just want to go into another room. This is just, this is just weird. Boys trying to impress girls, but at the same time don't care, and girls doing non-girl stuff, and just, it's, just, it's just funny to watch uh, middle schoolers and this development that's happening, and also this development that's happening uh, in their mind. But so many times, even with the church or with Christians, we get to growing and growing and growing and just get stuck in that process of eating and eating. In our Christian, in our Christian walk, it's normal to eat. It's normal to come in and to go and to learn and to read books and to gather information and to have experiences in our life that kind of prove those theories. We need that. These times when our kids are four or five, six, and they're falling down, they're learning. When they fall down and hurt themselves, they're learning from that and learning, okay, I did that wrong. I'm going to do that differently in this experience. And what happened? What did I do wrong? And we make these mistakes. But can you imagine being stuck in that phase your whole life? Now, I want you to know I believe that the church has a tendency of getting stuck there, growing and growing and growing. And you get happy, you get content to just sit and receive. Just to go and, and, and get your happy meal and go home. And we don't want to move. And I want you to know that's believing in a lie. And I want to show you something that sometimes happens in our life. And this is going to be a, a story about an, an elephant. Um, not a story, but a, a, a fact. You know, many of us know what it's like to have someone, or even ourselves, sentence us to some major life limitation. Artificial limitations might result from a painful upbringing, difficult circumstances, maybe hurtful comments or terrible failures, or maybe um, callous judgment of our friends. And we wind up with these mental ceilings that restrain us from discovering our full potential. But God makes his power available to all of us. He remains able even when we're not. He is strong when we are weak, and regardless of how we feel, 
Regardless of how we feel, God always provides a way. Do you know it's in his scripture that when you're, when you're caught in a, in a corner, if you've got no way out, God will always make a way. There's always a way. He remains able. But we've got to discover these false ceilings in our lives and break through them. Now, has anybody here ever been to the circus and watched elephants perform? It's pretty cool. These mighty beasts are so strong. But have you ever wondered how an elephant can just have a little rope tied around its foot and a little weak stake put in the ground and it stay there? They will. These mighty beasts held by this tiny rope and a barely pounded stake into the dirt. And these, these elephants will move until they get to the length of that rope is stretched out. And when there's a little tug, they stop. But with one flick of its leg could pull that thing loose. One flick of its leg. But unfortunately, it never tries. So how does it happen? When an elephant is young, the owner's tied to a very strong stake, hammered deep into the ground. And after they pull and tug on the restraint to no avail, the elephant finally figures out that further attempts to get loose will result only in futility and aggravation. So the elephant gives up trying. When that elephant grows into an adult, it still has this limitation in its mind. And remember, an elephant never forgets. Now all the caretaker has to do is put a little stake in the ground, attach a flimsy rope to the animal's foot, and the elephant won't go anywhere. Why? Because the elephant believes it can't. It doesn't believe it can get loose. And this huge animal has been conditioned to think small. Now I want to ask you, how much potential do you have? How willing are you to reach for God's full measure? You know, potential, I believe, is unseen or unused power. And the Lord has really placed in my heart and is allowing me to begin to see the potential of the church. And that we do not remain in that caterpillar state. That we do not remain in that caterpillar state. We've got further to go. And that place to go is real transformation. Really getting hungry and seeking after the Lord and plugging ourselves in and getting away. We're going to see next week the chrysalis. Getting, letting the Lord do his work in our life. I want you to know that we are born. We are born into chains sometimes with our families. We're born sometimes into a spirit of poverty, low self-esteem, depression, into darkness, into self-loathing with no hope. And these little ropes, these big chains early on have weighed us down. And now we've gotten bigger and think that we can't get free. But it's a lie. These things that have been spoken over your life is a lie, but we've got to allow transformation. We've got to allow the Spirit of God to speak truth. And when that truth gets identified in our life, we have to walk. That elephant could know it could get free, but not walk if it didn't want to. He could stay there 
hey, I get fed here. I don't, I, nothing happens to me. Uh, they keep the tigers away. I'm really pretty good. I'll just stay right here. Again, it's a lie that gets placed over you. Maybe it's uh, uh, complacency. Maybe you're just okay. I'm just okay to just keep going. This is how my parents were. This is how just it, it works. And the Lord would say, hey, Mr. Elephant, there's more in you than you think. There's more in you. There's so much potential. If you will allow the Spirit of God to speak to you right now, I believe he would say there's so much potential in you. I haven't created you to be held down by this stake. I haven't created you to stay in this place where you're not getting transformed for what I have created you to be. I have created you to change the world. I have created, created you to further my kingdom. I have created you to set people free. I have created you to save the lost. I have created you to be successful in your family, to have a blessed marriage, to be blessed in your finances. I have created you so that I, that God, can bless you. Not so you can stay under some three-ring tent with nothing to do but stand there and lift up your arm and carry people around. I've created you for a purpose. I have a plan for you, and I had you in mind from the beginning. I set you right where I wanted you. You may say, man, I was born in the wrong time frame, in the wrong city, in the wrong nation. No, you weren't. You didn't have that, you didn't have that uh, option. God placed you exactly where he wanted you for exactly this time, for you to right now reach those that are around you, to bless you right where you are. Do you realize the potential that's in this room? God says that he can put a, a thousand, one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. There's so much potential in here in this room, but the problem is us individually are chained up, stuck in the ground. The church will never be powerful until the individual accepts Christ. There are Christians right here, full, churches are full of people that haven't accepted Christ. They've prayed the prayer, they've been baptized, but they haven't accepted Christ. That's what takes place here. We learn, we get poured in, we get the word, and then we allow the Lord to transform us. I'm looking for butterflies. I'm looking for butterflies. The Lord's looking. He, he already sees you. He sees this. He see, I, y'all don't know where I'm pointing. He sees the butterfly. He sees you wonderfully and beautifully made. But we've got to get free. We've got to get free. So we've uh, hatched a few things in our time, especially if you have a daughter like Sarah Beth. We've hatched frogs and butterflies. I don't know. We've probably done other things. 
But one of the things that came to my mind as Pastor Paul was talking about this is that um, feeding, you know, the caterpillar feeds on the leaf. And when the butterfly hatches, that's one of the things I remember. I don't know if you remember it, but we had to put flowers and fruit in the container so the butterfly had something to feed on. And I was thinking about being stuck in a moment because you talked about getting stuck. And, you know, I don't know if any of you have ever been stuck in a bad place. I've been stuck in bad places before. And you know what I've learned about myself is when I'm stuck, I'm typically feeding on negativity. I'm feeding on a negative word. And so when he started saying all those things about what God sees in you and how he has this great plan for you. And you know, I was thinking about what he was saying over us is the word of God. Those are the truths of God. But you know what? We've gotta choose to feed on those things. Because I'm telling you, when you get stuck, I've been stuck before, and it's easy to feed on garbage. And I can tell you, I've been in that state of a transformed Christian living my life for God, and guess what? I fed on some junk. And I was believing some lies. And so I think regardless of where you are in this state, you may look at yourself and you may say, you know what, I know Jesus, I love Jesus. My life is transformed, I have been transformed. But you know what? Ask the Holy Spirit to show you if you're stuck somewhere. Because I've been stuck. I've been stuck, I get stuck on occasion. And it's no fun. And you start feeding on that junk, that bitterness, that unforgiveness, you start nursing that grudge. And you know what? It's almost comforting to go back there and feed on that junk. And so I just, I just wanna speak that out. I feel like that's something as you were speaking that was coming to me, but I think we need to really be cautious because you've been telling everybody, you know what? Feed on the word of God. And yes, we've got to feed on the word of God because when we're not feeding on the word of God, you know what? We're believing some lies. And I've been there, done that, and have the T-shirt for that. And I don't wanna go back there. So, uh, praise God. Take it from there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fun. Can I tell you, this process doesn't stop. That I can be on the top of a mountain in one moment and at the bottom of the deepest valley the next. Um, but as she was speaking, something that I've learned is that if you've got rats, you can kill them and kill them and kill them and kill them, but somehow they keep coming back. But if you remove the garbage, the rats will leave. We so many times get focused on um, the outworking of the problem and not the problem. So here in just a moment, we're just going to pray, and I'm going to ask the Lord to kind of show you where you've got some garbage in some corners of your life. But church, the Lord can reveal it to you, and you decide to keep it. We've got hoarders of garbage in our mind. We are hoarders of garbage in our mind, and we won't clean it out, and it hurts to clean it out. Sometimes that garbage is just lies that have been spoken over you. I know of parents that have told their kids they're dumb 
and kids can't get over it. And these kids are some of the smartest kids I know, but they believe a lie. And how do you uproot that? How do you uproot a parent speaking those kind of words? I mean, it just breaks my heart to even sit here and talk about it. But sometimes that garbage is just past experiences. Sometimes it's from an abusive relationship. But we need the Spirit of God to shine the light on those areas. We need the body of Christ to be able to love people and to recognize each other's potential. Not recognize each other's issues. Recognize their potential and love them. There is so much potential in you. There is so much, God sees so much worth in you. But we've got to remove the garbage. We have these circumstances in our life that just want to hold us down. And we need to be free. So as we close this morning, I just want to ask you to pray for just a minute. And would you please just be real? Be real with yourself and be real with the Lord. Just say, Lord God, what stakes and ropes are around my legs? What garbage do I have in my mind? And I want to encourage you for just a minute. A person, a person may pop into your head, and it may be as simple as forgiveness. It may be as simple as rejecting a word you remember and replacing it with a, with a word that God says about you. You need to replace that hole. If someone has told you you're dumb, I want you to know that, this, that the Word of God says that you have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ and that you were thought of before the world was ever made. And that the Lord has thoughts about you. And that the Lord has a plan and a purpose for your life. A plan to bless you and to prosper you. A good plan. People may have told you that you have no worth. I want you to know the Lord says that you are wonderfully and beautifully made. You have been made in his image. Right now in Jesus' name, I just, we just, I just break these lies. I take the authority that you've given us according to your word and your spirit, and we break those lies right now in Jesus' name. These lies of depression, these lies of poverty, these lies of having to stay where we are that we cannot move forward, these lies of complacency. In Jesus' name, I just speak that to be broken. We bind that right here on earth, and we lose loose the Spirit of God and the Word of God over our own selves right now, Lord, over our hearts over our broken hearts. Your word says that you mend the brokenhearted. I thank you, Lord, for breakthrough. And Lord, we are going to get in that chrysalis cocoon and we are going to allow you to change our hearts, change our minds by the transform, transformation of the mind. We are in a process and we desire to change. No more of my thinking, but your thinking, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
We just bless you. 